in a world where pop culture is everyday life, where message boards and fan fictions are born, two friends will enter the fray. Keith Badger. Time travel bullshit is the dumbest shit ever. Have to make Time sense. travel is the worst. Back to the future makes sense. Everything back to the future already happened. And Ethan Miller. <laughs> That's my get rich quick scheme in Oz's toilet line. <laughs> Discuss what they would do if trapped in your favorite universes. What would you do in a world? And welcome back to another episode of In a World. I'm Keith Badger. And I'm Ethan Miller. And this episode we're doing Krampus. And uh, first I'm going to apologize. I'm kind of working through a little bit of a sinus thing, sinus infection, cold thing. Right. And I can tell, like, my voice kind of keeps coming, going back and forth, and it feels kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I can tell right now I sound a little different. Mm-hmm. I know I also normally listen to podcasts, and I say that, and I can't tell a difference. But I figured I would put through, just kind of throw that out there, because I also feel like this one's the most extreme my voice has ever sounded different. Yeah, like... And, like, even through my life, like... Right. We've both had colds on the show before, and I don't think it's ever really been noticeable but like even just like sitting here talking with you i can notice it yeah so i'm i'm curious on how it will actually sound in recording yeah but if you guys haven't listened to the show before what keith and i do is sit down and figure out what life is like inside our favorite mythical worlds just don't get any uh main character powers right so we just kind of live in our day-to-day lives right and so in krampus i think the theory of krampus is that it can happen to anybody yes Yes. Like, it, it, the, the movie follows a specific family. And they do kind of seem extra shitty to each other. Yeah. But not, like... Like, but they're also not, like, super terrible to each other. Like, yeah. The, I've had family get-togethers that were worse than that. That's true. So. I haven't really, but I also just have a ton of extended family that I just don't talk to. Right. I, like, an entire half of my family... Okay, there's <laughs> there's a half like my mom's side of the family. Right. Like I just genuinely don't know. Like I have a bunch of cousins that I met once when I was like like nine mm-hmm. and have never seen before or after. Right. And then um and then I have my dad's side of the family that I have like a bunch of cousins that I've met. But um to put it in perspective, like all of my cousins on my dad's side, most of them at least, have like one or two kids. Yeah. And we're talking like ranging in ages between like seven and like newborns. Right. And I haven't met any of those kids. <laughs> like, yeah. So I haven't seen most any of my extended family for years. So I, I don't really like have those kind of family get together moments. Mm. Just because my brother, sister in law, and sister and I get along really well. So there's not really, like, any... When we get together... Right. Like, it's it's fine. Like, we just kind of hang out. Like, I mean, you even, you were even over at my house on Thanksgiving. Right. Like, there was no real drama. There wasn't really, like... Like, we all cooked some food. I kind of felt bad because I felt like half the stuff was cold. It yeah. was... It, I feel like it was a solid first attempt at me it was good. Thanksgiving. It was good. Um, it was enjoyable. I just wish I had a bigger, like, stove. Right. So I could have gotten... Like, so it would have been warmer. Right. It was my, it was my only thing. Yeah, like, for me, like, growing up as a kid, like, we, I, my dad had two sisters. Right. And both of them technically had one kid. My, uh, 
my Aunt Martha had one daughter, and my Aunt Kathy had one son, but she also got married to someone who had a kid from a previous marriage. Right. So and like a lot of, like, she was my age. Right. Like, and then, like, they got together when we were little. Like, right. they, they married when we were both, like, incredibly little. So, like, I grew up with her being my cousin. cousin. Right. Yeah, which makes sense. That's I mean, that's solid. Like, right. That's, uh, the way, that's the way these things go. And then my mom had one brother who had two kids. Right. And so, you know, I, I early on grew up in California. Right. And so that was where most of my dad's family was. That's where his mom was and his sisters lived. Right. But my uncle and his daughters lived in Maryland. So I, I didn't even meet them until... Well, I met my cousins when I was five. Because right. they came down for a summer vacation after I, uh, after I was done with kindergarten. Right. And that's when we took the trip to Alcatraz when I was a kid. Which is a weird family vacation, but whatever. That's... I don't know. Yeah. But, uh... Who went to San Francisco? Like, that's... Right. Um, just, I, I think Alcatraz probably stood out in your brain, but I'm sure you did other shit, too. Well, I mean, we went to Marine World, I think is the one that's in San Francisco. But yeah, we, we took a trip to San Francisco. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Right. Just, like, the standout like, in your brain is Alcatraz. Like, right. when you think of that vacation, you think of, we went to Alcatraz. Right. Not like we bombed around San Francisco for a couple of days. Right. It was... Yeah, it was maybe two days. But still, because that's like I was talking about, like the cousins on my mom's side and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I don't know, I don't actually know what they all are, but I just always thought of them as cousins. Because mm-hmm. I think it was like, what would it be if it was like my grandparents' siblings' children's children? Your grandparents? Is that a siblings? is that a third cousin? Yes. That might be a third cousin. Because, like, if it was, like, your mom's cousins, like... There's, like, a chart. Like, yeah. If it was, like, your mom's cousin's kid, then it would be a second cousin. Is that what it is? Because, but then there's also... Or, like, your mom's siblings. Because I also know that I have one second cousin who's, like, roughly, right around Abby's age, but it is, like... My mom kind of grew up with Chelsea, who's the second cousin. Her mom as like kind of like like a de facto sibling. Mm-hmm. There's 17 years between my mom and her older sister, right? And her older sister got pregnant pretty young, right? And my grandmother babysat Tanya, who's actually my cousin, right? But is only like four or five years younger than my mother, right? <clears throat> and then her kid is the one I'm thinking of, and then that's a second cousin. Right. I, yes. So these are at least third cousins. Yeah. I, either way. Either way. <clears throat> but I but I remember that just because uh, I remember the one vacation where I met all of those guys. Yeah. Because they were so much, I mean, A, they were so much older than I was. We went to a beach in North Carolina and hung out there on like a beach house for a couple of days. Hmm. I remember it was, um, the thing that I remember being like the most fun is because my mom wouldn't let me like swim in the ocean. Because mm-hmm. I was a little kid, right? And as much as I like, I was a very strong swimmer, but it's still the ocean, <laughs> right? Like you know, it wasn't like just go dive in and swim around. So the game that I was playing all day was um, they had hermit crabs. Okay, like on the on, you could like like you could find one, but they like they like burrow really quickly. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, the game that I would play is I would, like, find one and then, like, chase it down. <laughs> and, like, try to keep it dug up. And then I found that then I thought they were weird, so I let it get away. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... We built a bunch of sandcastles. It was actually a really fun week. That's cool. I think I think it was a week. I don't know. I was right. a little it kid. Was days. It was a it few was, days. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the conceit... But of, I haven't seen them since then. <laughs> right. Right. So the conceit of the story of Krampus is that a family... Uh, get together on Christmas, and the the youngest of the the main family that we see uh, still believes in Santa Claus, and gets picked on by his sister and his cousins about it, and goes to write uh, wrote a letter to Santa, gets it read to the whole family by his Which also cousin. like when you look at those like. Like, his list to Santa is actually, like, a really sweet thing. It is, yeah. Like, he's just like, hey, I wish we could go back. It was like, I miss hanging out with my older sister. And, like... I wish my parents were, like, still, like, in love. Like... And then, even then, like, in the description for it, too, he's like, I just... He's like, I think they are. I just think they just miss each other. And then, like, you know, don't talk the way they used to. Right. And then he's like... Like, he's like, I can I tell w- them. I wish my aunt and uncle didn't struggle as much as they do. Right. And it was like, and I, his two female cousins, it was like, kind of being like, I wish my uncle didn't treat them like sons. Right. Like, it's not, you know I mean? Like, it's a kind of a sweet little kid thing, yeah. kid thing to like, think of. Like, it's just right. like, hey, like, kind of, I wish everybody got along a little bit better. Right. But, uh, yeah. And there's... then it like, offended everyone. Right. Like, well, it really just offended, like, the girl cousins. It's true. And, like, that's what kind of started the fight, and everything just kind of went from there. And the mom was already on edge and also, like, has, to begin with. has the perfect, the perfect, like, like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. Right. No! Like, what did he, what's the exact line, but he runs away? Oh, man. It, it was something like, I just wanted it to be like it used to, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Fine, guys, I just wanted us to be friends. I right. just wanted it to be like we used to be. And then and like, upstairs. perfect run, like, perfect run out of frame. Right. Um, but, uh, he, he goes to get ready to, like, take this letter and try to mail it off, but, like, gets upset, rips it up, throws it out the window. He's right. like, I'm fucking done with this. Because um, every time I got upset as a child <laughs> over something that I had drawn or written or... Anything, I ripped it up and threw it out the window immediately. Right. So, uh, basically, like, the idea is that by him doing this, like, he forces, like, kind of a wish, um, where he wishes that, like, uh, they don't explicitly say it, but, like, he kind of, like, wishes that they would be, like, punished to a degree, and then, apparently, like, this summons Krampus. Right. Uh, who shows up. And starts uh, systematically trying to take out the family, uh, so he can, or like capture them, so he can take them to the the another realm. And uh, what's I mean? Did you read up on any of the lore? It's basically I have a bit. A bit. Like, um, did you like refresh yourself for this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't do. It. I didn't read any of it. Uh, but uh, and then the grandmother tells a story about when she was a kid. Uh, she had a similar wish, uh, and that Krampus. Like, she, she lived in a very uh, poverty-stricken town, and everybody was kind of cruel and mean to each other, and constantly just taking and never giving back. And uh, she lost her faith in the holiday, and, uh, like, wished that 
these people would basically be punished, that things would be better. And Krampus showed up, took everybody, and left her as kind of a symbol of what happens when hope is lost. So the the family gets attacked by a series of like creatures and things uh, that Krampus brings with him, uh, including like a fucked up Jack in the Box, some gingerbread men, like a sugar pump fairy. But yeah, so they're attacked, and uh, eventually, you know, the kid tries to like stop Krampus and sacrifice himself. Um, but is also taken. Then we see that, like, you know, it kind of does, like, a fake kind of dream sequence where it's like, oh, everything's actually okay. It was just a really bad dream, but they're actually just, like, trapped in a snow globe now okay. for eternity, stuck with each other. Pulling up. What was that TV show? Oh, uh, St. Elsewhere. Yeah. I knew you would knew that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The actual lore of Krampus is fairly different. Um, he, like, the, the idea isn't that he doesn't really show up to take people to the Netherlands. He's German, right? Uh, it is, uh, German, Germanic, Germanic, uh, a lot of areas, um, Austria, Hungary, uh, the Czech Republic, and a few other places within that kind of clump. Yeah. North, North East Europe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the idea is that uh, Krampus himself was more of a opposite of Santa. Like, that's always kind of been the thing. And he's always been very, like, uh, described as, like, half goat, half demon. Right. But he basically, like, what we believe as Santa now has been merged by the two. So, originally, in the idea was that St. Nicholas dealt with the good kids. St. Nicholas was there to give the presents and take care of the nice kids, and Krampus would show up to take care of the bad kids. Right. So he's the one that would show up with the coal and things like that. Even though, like, I was was talking about this one not too long ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when the myth of, like, if you're good, you get a toy, and if you're bad, you get coal. Mm Mm-hmm. Coal was the far more useful tool... (laughs) Right, like the gift, like the toy might have been fun, but coal meant you might be able to, like it was like life was going to be a little bit easier. Right, like it was able to be a life sustaining thing. Right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's my hot take. Right, hot coal take. So yeah, the 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 movie version of Krampus, and like most modern versions of Krampus, are fairly different. Like, they, they kind of took the idea of him being fairly demonic and push it to the degree that, like, he's much more punishing right. than the uh, actual, like, folklore of it. There was, like, a few other versions of Krampus. Like, they have different names. Like, there's different versions. Mm-hmm. And there were ones that would kind of play under the line that Krampus would show up and take bad kids and drag them to hell, essentially. Drag them to the underworld. Yeah. Um, but that that was less common. I feel like this movie was pitched just like, what if we took Evil Dead but made it a Christmas movie? <laughs> right. Essentially. Yeah. Except, it's, I, except it's not nearly as lovable as Evil Dead. Is. Yeah, it, well, yeah. It, it wrote a weird line of not quite campy enough. Right. 
but like but not well be, written like, enough. <laughs> not definitely not. I mean, Evil Dead really wasn't that well written. No, but I'm saying like right. Evil Dead like leaned into the camp. Right, right. Like you either like when you're when I you're making this right. horror movie, you either like lean into the camp and make something right. kind of gory, fun, over the top, or you write it really, or you write well. it really serious and really well. That's, yeah. Yeah, like, th- this movie wasn't made to break any ground no. or anything of that nature. Uh, it was kind of made to be a middle-of-the-road kind of Which kind of, shot. I guess, kind of, those those type of movies kind of tend to bother me a little bit more. Yeah. Like, if you go for something to make a bad movie, that's fine. Right. And if you made a good movie, good for you. You made a good movie. Right. But, like, most of the time when it's like, yeah, we're just going to kind of do this. I'm like, why? Right. Why are we doing this? I, I'm fine with it. Like it's it's more of a mindless entertainment in my eyes, and sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Like most Christmas movies are kind of mindless entertainment, in my opinion. True. Okay, let's look at this. If we were like in Max's position, so like the one who made the bad wish, right? Because like I could a hundred percent see me making that kind of wish from my family dynamic. Yeah. Because like. I had shitty older brothers who right. picked on me a lot to a deg- great degree, uh, more so than he was actually really picked on by his siblings or by his sibling and his cousins. Like he got off light compared to what I got when I was a kid, like a hundred percent. But uh, like the most that they did was call him Maxi Pad, and it's like that's all he got. Come <laughs> on, I was like, I mean, for like a twelve-year-old, I see that being an insult. At that age, he probably doesn't really even know what a maxi pad is. <laughs> like, but like as an adult, I'm, you know, I mean, like as, even if I was like a teenager, they're like, "What's up, maxi pad?" I'd be like, "That's just dumb." Right? Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just like, <laughs> "You better take me out, or I'm gonna give you toxic shots." <laughs> but yeah, like I, I got. I got it way worse than that kid did. I didn't. Like, I, I honestly I didn't. There's kind of nothing. There's, like, it dawned on me that it's just kind of like, I'm gonna, like, I know I'm kind of like a big doofy dude. Like, there's like a lot of just kind of like weird things. Like, my brain just works a little weird. Right. But like, I don't have a lot of the inner t- turmoil and problems that I feel like most comic friends of mine have. Yeah. Like, the more I kind of get to know people, there's usually something like, they were, like, relentlessly bu- bullied in school, so they just, like, developed a sense of humor to try to deflect it, and it was like, I was just way too big for that to happen. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, or, like, like, I was like, yeah. there was about a, I don't know, there was probably about a six-month period when my brother, my older brother picked on me. Yeah. And then it just kind of never really happened again. My little sister and I fought. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of stopped when, like, we both went from being homeschooled to going to public school because right. we didn't have to spend every moment of every day together right yeah like and I mean your your family has had problems and like I'm sure that your parents probably argued yeah, when they you were growing up as a kid but not I mean like as a kid it seemed like the end of the world as an adult it mm. was kind of like they were having money problems and they were stressed yeah and like you know or whatever mm-hmm my family, on the other hand, my parents, when they got into arguments, my mom would often lock herself in a room and my dad would kick down the door. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Like, yeah. It was, I mean, it was... Like, I, I want to be clear, my dad never hit my mom. No. He never hit my mom. 
he was abusive in other ways. <laughs> he was verbally and emotionally abusive. Right. But he never was physically abusive with my mom. So there's there it's it's I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm right. not saying his behavior was but, okay. But it's not like he was kicking down the door to Right. To to beat the shit out of her. Like right. yeah, that's not what happened. But yeah, he did kick down a door. Right. Um Like to put it in perspective, I think uh I think the kind of like screaming matches that like my parents got into, I think Katie and I got into ones that were about that bad. Okay, and I don't know. I don't, who I don't know if you were around for any of those. I I, you, I think I was there for like one. And would you? I mean, they were bad. They were bad at the time because we were like obviously going through stuff. But they weren't like in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't like. Right. You weren't afraid that we were going to take a swing at each other, right. or like there was, or either one of us was really in danger. It was just like we were mad, and it had kind of come to a head, and we was blow, like we were right. blowing up, and you're like, they're probably not going to stay together for much longer. Right. It was just except uh, my parents were married. But I, then again, at the same time, I also don't think that your guys' fight that I saw was as bad as the fight that I saw her in with. Can't remember who what his name was. Oh, right. Uh, but that one time that we were sitting oh, outside yeah. of our friend BJ's house smoking, and we heard like people across the street in a screaming match. It's true. And like we had that joke about how like it was Trailer Park Theater. Whenever we're outside yeah. and we see people in the neighborhood oh, arguing yeah, with each I other, I definitely didn't just do that in that one time. Like Josh and I used to do it all. Oh the yeah, time. we all used to do it all the time. <laughs> Like, um, if, if somebody was getting into a screaming match outside, we would go and watch. Yeah. But, uh... I'm still not above that. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> this time, it just happened to have been somebody we knew. And my ex-girlfriend. Right. Who I then got back together Right. Your ex-girlfriend at the time, and then also future girlfriend at that time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. We didn't, we know, we didn't even really get into those kind of, like, fights that were as bad as that. Yeah. Because that, that one was but bad. But that was kind of, like, where my... My parents growing like my parents growing up got into like a but I also think maybe got into like two of those right you know what I mean that I can remember right and so in turn like I think Katie and I got into seven or eight of those before we like split up right you know what I mean yeah like I've all I'm trying to say is my parents fought but it was a pretty natural normal yeah kind of thing right because like, like every couple argues mm-hmm. like. If there's a couple that says that they don't argue, they're they're lying. Like they're just lying. Right. Like they're either lying or they're ignoring everything, and it's going to blow right. up much more yes. later. And it's going to eventually lead to something. Yeah. There's there are degrees. Like there, there's such a thing as like couples that argue little over a lot yeah. of periods of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just kind of like have little fights and kind of get it out of the way when something pops up. Like, that's what Amy and I used to do when we were together, is that, like, we would have little arguments along the way, and occasionally, like, there would be, like, one or two, like, pretty big ones. Yeah. But, like, there was other people that I dated in the past that, like, would let things go, would let things go, and then, like, it would just blow up into one moment, and it would just get stupid. I think I'm getting better at the, like, because I know most of the arguments I'm going to get into over those, like, small arguments Mm -hmm. are things you have to get off your chest, but things that you shouldn't be arguing about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's always something dumb. It's always something, like, it's always, like, I actually, I contribute this one. I, I can almost guarantee you. I can, I can almost guarantee you. I, I think 
if I wouldn't have run into so many sleeping problems, I think Katie and I would have stayed together a lot longer. Okay. Because she, because she would fall asleep, and I would like lay in, lay in a bed next to her, and things she would do while asleep were not bad. Right. But when you mix lack of sleep into like things that were annoying me, it became something that my brain was like, she's doing this to like torment me. Right. And then all, all of a sudden, all the then you sprinkle real problems on top of it, and then right. I'm blowing up. Right. But I'm trying to get better about like just acknowledging things that annoy me without them being fights. Right. Because like it, the the thing I've kind of noticed over time is that like dealing with the little problems as they come up, mm-hmm. like not making fights about them if you can, right? Um, but dealing with them as they come up. They're like, okay, we need to address this. Like, right. here's something that's bothering me. Here's why it's bothering me. You know, whatever. Um, because, like, the problem is is that if you let those little things go, then when, like, you have something that's kind of big comes up, then, like, all that little stuff gets brought into it, and it just becomes enormous. Right. Like, or, I guess the other, I mean, the other thing, I guess the better way for me to put it is, as an adult, mm-hmm. I've been, like, trying to figure out ways to... To actually let those things go. Right. Without, like, having to kind of bring them up. If it is, like... There's some things. If it's just, like, hey, you always, like, fucking... Don't change the toilet paper roll or whatever. And you, like, consistently do that. Right. Like, that's something I'm going to bring up. But if it's something like, hey, do you know that one time where you left your fucking socks in the middle of my room? <laughs> right. Like, that's not right, something right, right, I need right. to pick, yeah. pick up. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, there there are, like, little things that, like, people do continually. Right. That, like, if you, if you don't bring them up, it's going to be a problem. Right. Like, it's going to lead into a bigger fight. But, like, if it's, like, a thing that happened, like, once or twice, that's not a big deal... That's fine. Like, yeah. let those things go. You don't need to. You don't need to fight every battle, but the ones that you know that if you let go are gonna come back. I was saying, how do we just get deal with this it. conversation? Hmm? How did we get here? Uh, family arguing stuff. That's true. Yeah, it makes sense. But all of that, yeah, because you were talking about like getting bullied, and- right? And like, yeah, just like family issues. I could imagine that me being in this situation. I would have made this wish that would have caused Cause Krampus to come after my family. I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. I was a pretty content kid. But, like, I... Mm, the frustrations I always had was... The frustrations I had as, as a kid was we moved so much that I always felt like I was... I always felt like I was, like few months away from, like, the car being pulled out from underneath me. Mm. Yeah, I know um, that feeling. And even just, like, even just, like, I mean, do you remember all the way through high school, every year there was, like, oh, I might end up moving here. Yeah. Like, by the end, like, I would start a school year, and by the end of the school year, there was, like, a good chance that I was going to end up going. And we didn't. I ended up going, going to high school all in the same spot. Right. But, like, <clears throat> those were where my frustrations came in. Where it's like I felt like I was always like six months or a year away from like kind of having to re-establish myself as far as like friend groups and socially and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
because I had to do it a lot, and that's fine. But that was where, like, kind of my frustration with my more my parents mm-hmm. was, especially since a lot of times it didn't really feel like there was a reason. Right. It was just like, oh, we're going to do this because because we want to. It's like, well, but we never really had a say in it. Right. And I definitely thought it would... I, I was talking about this the other day with Abby. I definitely thought that trend would end after all of the kids moved out. But it is not. Yeah. <laughs> like, my parents have moved two separate places, so they've lived in three houses. Since. Since I moved out. Yeah. And they lived in two places. I mean, they moved from two places in the last, like... In the last, like, year. Like, last year for Christmas, I went to the, a place in the, their house in upstate New York. And now they live in southeast Indiana. Yep. And, like, both of my parents still continue to move around, too. That's true. Yeah. Both of our parents do that, have always done that stuff. I guess I think less. I I, I don't know about your dad, because it just doesn't really come up that often. Yeah. But your mom seems pretty content in Florida. Yeah. But, like, she's still, like, not stably living in, That's like, a home. Like, she's, she's still living with her friend. That's so, true. like... She she's still going to be moving again. But oh, it's right. just like to possibly another like home. Right, right. But like she's already like lived in three or four different like houses. It, I mean in the sense that right. I mean in the sense that you and I have lived in a few apartments through the city of Chicago too. Right. Like I wouldn't I I guess I I guess since like in my mind since even especially since both of us ended up living in so many different cities. But I don't think of that as a move as much. Right. It is a move, but, like, it's a more natural kind of, like... Yeah. It is kind of finding your home where right. you settled in. But, uh... Like, both of us are currently living in the apartments we've lived in the longest since we moved up here. It's true. Mine is, like, a year and six months. <laughs> right. Like, mine's not even that long. Right. Like, I've been here for about two, three. Yeah, two or two and a half, three years. This is the third year. But, uh, I think, yeah. This is right. Because, yeah, we've been here for four. Um, so this will be, this will be the third year. I had enough issues as a kid with my family. I mean, there was never really a, a point that I could pick out and be like, I wish things were like this when I was a kid. Yeah. Th- there was never that, like, you know, rosy-eyed or, you know, uh, rose-tented look at a specific point in my childhood where I was like, things were good then. And and on the opposite sense, like, I was just talking about frustration about moving and that kind of stuff, but especially as right. far as, like, Christmas and stuff like that was concerned, there was never really, like, a... There wasn't, like, a year that was awful either, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like we pretty much did the same... It, like, I have, I have become a huge fan of low-key holidays just because it's what I kind of grew up with. Like, right. Like, a couple of us get together, we eat some fucking food, we open some gifts. Right. It's a day of naps. It's like, let's watch some movies. Mm-hmm. Start a fire if we can. Right. Not, like, start a fire, but, like, <laughs> right. like put a, start a fire. <laughs> They're just going to randomly go around and just start fires. <laughs> right. It's, it's not, like, a day of arsony. It's right. a... <laughs> a day of pyromania. <laughs> it's, like... Light a fire in the fireplace. Right. That's what I meant. Right. Not, not light a fire in somebody else's house. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just go over to somebody else's place and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna light your fire for you." Right. <laughs> play with play whatever. Like, because a lot of times Caleb and I would get into like video games and stuff like that. Play a lot of video games. Right. 
especially once I moved out and was coming back, it was a day to like lay around and play with the dogs. Right. I yeah, I mean, yeah, for us, like, we usually, you know, um, would, like, buy or rent movies of sorts. Like, most of us, like, we would wind up getting, somebody would wind up getting a movie for Christmas. Yeah, that was normally. And we would usually watch that movie that night. We watched Muppet Christmas Carol all the time. Yeah. Uh, most, most of the movies that we wound up watching, like, Christmas movies, tend to be the night before. Um, yeah. Or, like, we would watch a few of them, because uh, we, we had a tradition growing up as a kid where the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we would put up the tree. And right. as we were putting up the tree, we would watch things like Rudolph and Frosty and stuff like that. Right. And then Christmas Eve, we would always, like, watch something, like, kind of get together, and traditionally, each of us would open up one gift on Christmas Eve. Right. And then Christmas Day, we would wake up in the morning. Mom would usually make some kind of breakfast. And we'd sit down and, like, open up gifts together. And then that evening, like, every, like that day, everybody would kind of do whatever. Sometimes I would go off to a friend's house and hang out with a friend saying, or something in the area. I, I, I was always thinking, I, I don't think you ever ended up at my house. Like, maybe one time. There was, like, one or two. Yeah. That I showed up at your place. One was when you were living... Uh, I didn't actually come over to your parents' place, but we all met up and hung out somewhere. Was uh, was it... It was probably at Katie's house. It was either at Katie's or we went to Denny's. Oh, that might have been true, too. Because there was one... Because like, when you were living down the street from me... Right. Or kind of down the street. Like, we were not living far from each other. Right. We were in walking distance. Right, right, right. I left my apartment and walked to your place. And then we, like, met up there. And then I think we got in your car and drove to Denny's and met up with, like, Josh and a few other people. And we had, like, kind of a friend's thing. And then, like, everybody kind of went their own ways, went back home that evening right. and did, like, their right. rest of their night family Christmas stuff. Right. But... Mostly when I was a kid, mostly the ones I can remember was when I was living in Maryland and me and my best friend Danny at the time lived in the same apartment complex Mm -hmm. and I would get done with Christmas with my family in the morning and then I would leave and walk over to his place and then we would hang out for the rest of the day pretty much on Christmas doing whatever because neither of us really liked our families. So we kind of just wanted to, like, get the, like, small stuff out of the way and just, like, kind of hang out together. Um, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't remember. I think, yeah, I mean, I remember what you're talking about, going and doing some stuff with friends. But yeah. But it wasn't too terribly often that I, I left and did really anything on Christmas Day. Mostly what I would usually do is, like, wind up going hang out with Sage or somebody like yeah. that. Um, Josh came over at one point. Mm. That was the um, that was the Christmas that he got his magic bullet. Yeah, yeah. And he was trying to make smoothies all day. <laughs> yep. He was making energy drink smoothies. Um, that was also full swing when uh, neither one of us slept. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was a bad one. Yeah. Not a bad one, and like it wasn't like a bad Christmas. I was just right. Like I hadn't slept. There was there days. was also quite a few Christmases <clears throat> that I didn't spend time with my family at all. Yeah. Because I was living with a friend at the oh, time. Because right. uh, there was a time period when I was younger, I was living with my my friend Jose. 
Uh, I was also living with another friend of mine named RJ at one point, and like both of them, I had spent a Christmas just there. Uh, one of the times when I was living with my friend Damon, my mom picked me up for Christmas, and we she was staying at a hotel at the time, and she picked me up and we went to the hotel for a little bit and like exchanged gifts, and then we just kind of like drove around and looked at lights all day right. until she took me back, and then. When I lived with Kevin, like, for about, like, two years, there was one Christmas that I stayed with him and his family. And then there was another one that uh, I went and did stuff with my with my mom. Yeah. I guess that makes sense why, like, you haven't really, like... Thanksgiving has never been a big deal for me. Yeah. Just, like, it's it's if we get together, great. If we don't, it's fine, too. But, like, Christmas has always been the one. Like, this one's going to be kind of weird, because... Well, I'm doing Maggie's Christmas and family Christmas stuff. But, All right. But I'm not, but like, I'm not doing my family Christmas stuff. Well, I'm not doing my family Christmas stuff because my brother is having a baby mm-hmm. and I can't like, and it's just, there's too many like irons in the oven, like kind of thing. But like Christmas was always the one that like everybody got together. Right. So this is, this is literally, I'm 27 years old. This is the first one that I will like not really see any of my family for the course. Right. The, the last time I was with my family on Christmas was three years ago when my brother got married and we all went to Oregon for my brother's wedding because they got married uh, the week of Christmas. We went down, I left Christmas Right. And I got there, like, Christmas Day. Right. And then we were there until New Year's, and I left the New Year's Day to go back. But that was the last time my family was all together. Like, my dad, both my brothers, my mom, my my brother's then-wife. <clears throat> right. Um, but, like, that was the first time we were together. Then-wife is in then because they just got married. Right. They just got married. Not... Like, like, not like she's still his wife. Yeah, yes, that's, that's all yes. I'm to she's still his wife. Like I was trying to that's, specify that they, right. they have not since been divorced. They just, that's when they got married. Th- that day was right. It was then is when she became his wife. Right. But the last time before that that we were together for Christmas, if we're including my mom and my dad, the last time we were all together for Christmas was I was seven years old. <laughs> Well, I, I will also say there was... Caleb didn't do last year. Mm-hmm. He'd also just recently gotten married. Right. Just recently. It had been a little while. But not, like... It was new. Right. Um, there was a point that Caleb was in Germany. There was one that Abby couldn't make it home for, and she did stuff with Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not always been all of us. Right. But there's usually only been one person missing. Right. It's weirdly enough never been me. Never been you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is the first time that it's going to be me. Yeah. Well, actually, it's going to be me and Abby. Abby's going to stay in New York. Okay. So so your your parents and your brother are going to do it together? I, I'm guessing just because of... That's why we did the Christmas stuff. Right, right, right. On Thanksgiving. Right. I, well, I thought a lot of that had to do with the fact that Caleb and Renee probably weren't going to travel during that time. Because it's... Because it's right around when right. she's having she supposed to have the baby, yeah. And so their entire thing was, let's get Christmas out of the way. Right. Like, Christmas gifts and all that kind of stuff out mm-hmm. of the way. So when the baby is born, we can just deal with baby. Gotcha. And so your dad and your mom plan on being around... Being around, just when because it, it'll be... Even 
even if the baby's not born on Christmas, on Christmas, which is their due date, right? They'll be like help them get ready and like right. The family's very excited for this baby. Yeah, I mean, it's your parents' first right grandchild. It's, it's the parents' first grandchild. Like yeah, like it's all like obviously yeah. If it's my parents' first grandchild, it's not like right. It's not like any of us have any other experience with this. Right. So yeah, this is a big event yeah. for your family. We kind yeah, of ping ponged all over the place. We'll just keep talking and then cut anything that doesn't sound important. Right. It seems like there's a lot of stuff in there that just doesn't really need to be. It's fine. I actually enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's on topic. It's on topic enough. Enough. Because like, okay, it like let's say that like your family is attacked by right. Krampus, right? So people are like the 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 way it kind of plays out is like. There's a huge blizzard that shows up, knocks out the power, right. and, like, the town essentially just becomes a ghost town. Right. Like, it doesn't tell you, actually, if the other families were attacked. It, is, it pretty it, heavily it, it, insinuates. It, it heavily insinuates that the other families were attacked. That this is, like, the last surviving family right. in this town. Because, like, especially, like, when the grandmother's telling her story... Is that it was the entire town right. that was attacked. Well, then they also specifically reference the fact that, like, almost everybody on their block is out of town. Right. There, the there's only, quite a few that are out of town. The only person that we know is specifically there is the, the like, the 16-year-old girlfriend, like, girl's boyfriend. Yeah. And the mailman was the there. Mail, or, yeah, the DHL guy. Which yeah. is weird, because you think, like, couldn't, uh... Couldn't get any other sponsorship other than DHL. Right. And, like, when they were like, oh, this other package, and it's like, oh, it must be the guys in brown. Right. Like, they they don't say UPS. <laughs> they just reference the guys in brown. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, we know I think they is. said boys in brown because it's in the alliteration. Right. Because right. that's why it stuck out. I was like, boys in brown? Right. Them shit boys? <laughs> Them shit boys are at it again. Them shit boys are at it again. But, yeah, so, like, the, the entire town is basically attacked. And, like, they, they kind of, it seems like they like to generally, like, toy with you right. before really striking. Gotcha. Um, right, exactly. Uh, but, I, I don't know, because, like, the family seems to be fairly reasonable about their actions, to a degree, like yeah, like nobody's like nobody's really like nobody's really an idiot. The only one that was really kind of an idiot was the daughter who gets under who, like, the car immediately, like went out by herself in the middle of this blizzard, which is fair. Like if you don't know anything's out there attacking, right? And like, she was gonna go. She was she like, was worried about her away. boyfriend. He lives like a, like they also yeah they also established early on that he lives three blocks away mm-hmm. in a Skype call where he's pulling out his Christmas bong, right. Because teenagers, right? Yeah, and then uh, so you know we know he lives close. Yeah, so you know she's worried about him. She knows the power's out. She's like, I just want to go check on him. But she even agrees. She's like, I'll come back in an hour. Right. She doesn't really want to, but she's like, I can do that. Like, I get why you really don't want to do whatever. Right. So she goes out. I mean, I, I, as we were talking during that episode, or during that movie, like, I've went out in a blizzard like that Mm -hmm. younger than she even was. I was like, both of us have. Both of us were talking about, like, yeah. Because, like, yeah, I was was like 12, you were like 10. (laughs) Because I was joking about how it was, like, up to my waist, and I was 
<laughs> and at ten, I was probably about your height. Right. <laughs> Which is fair. Um, and it wasn't really meant as an insult either. It's just how tall that's I was. That's how tall you were. And that's how kind of normal I am. Um, right. I am the giant here. Right. You are not short. Yes. But, so, like, her going alone wasn't batshit crazy. But, yeah, just jumping underneath a car like that is not the, is not the, not the most intelligent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the smartest move. Um, especially since, it, I mean, she couldn't have made it far. Right. And, like, we didn't actually see what happened to her. Like, we see the jack-in-the-box. We see that, like, it opens up. And, and like, that little, like, thing starts kind of, like, creeping out. But we also see later that that thing is what's, like, swallowing people. Yeah. So. You, you put the dots together. Right. This, um, this movie does, what it does decent is, like, those kinds of small things. Yeah, it sets things up really like, well. Like, yeah, there was some, like, the, the heavy-handed stuff about guns and that kind of shit, like, was pretty heavy-handed. Right. Um, but, like, we were talking about how we liked the advent calendar being, like, the pass- like showing the passage of time. Right. Like, we knew how many days had gone by. Yeah, and it was, like, not only just the <coughs> fact that, like, we knew how many days gone by, but, like, the visual imagery was really nice. Right. Like, you open up this, like, little, like, door... With the number of the day on it. And there's like a little picture inside. Right. Which is like a thematic thing that goes along with the uh, that section of the movie. Right. So like that was kind of a nice and visual. And we, I mean, like, and then they set it up like, we know that there's stuff, something chasing her and we see the jack in the box open and the things start to kind of slowly creep out. And then later in the movie see a big jack-in-the-box thing swallowing another child. Right. Like, so it's like, oh, that's what happened. And, like, it was thing. already pretty, like, large. Right. And, like, looked like it already had something inside of it. Right, right. So, like, yeah, you can easily make that connection. It's like, oh, it that's swallowed her earlier. So, yeah, there, there's some nice little, like, set-up stuff as far as that goes. Like, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, overt every single time. Right. And, like, as we were even saying kind of early in the movie, is that, like, the movie doesn't hit you with the lore right off the bat. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Some of those movies, it bogs down the movie really early with, like, just a lore dump, mm-hmm. or, like, an exposition dump. And, like, this movie, when it old came... German, old German tradition, there was, right. there was a demon that haunted bad children on Christmas Day, like, and his name was Grandpa. I, like... I, I am a uh, Thor 2 apologist, but, like, yeah. Thor 2 Dark World starts the movie off with that. And I don't even really, like, remember that, because I don't really remember The that. problem with Thor 2 is that they also then later went back and kind of did it again. Um, they, like, they told you that story, like, twice. Uh, um, but, like, yeah, and this, like, you know, it waits until, like, things actually start happening, and, like, you've actually visually seen some of the stuff, and then the grandmother... Explains what's going on. Right. And it's a personal story. It's not, like, just her explaining a story that, like, is from years ago. Like, right. it's a personal story. A thing that she had experienced before. Either way, let's get down to some brass tags right. here. So. Krampus is attacking. Krampus is attacking. And you... A, um, I live alone. Right. So. Well, are we going to talk about that this is we are now? Or I was thinking about talking about it with our families. Like, when we were growing up. With our families, I think I think it very much would have just been, like, buckle down, 
light the fire, make sure everybody stays warm. Right. Wait it out. Because, like, my dad would not. <laughs> yeah. My mom would be the one trying to force everybody to stay next to the fire. <clears throat> my dad's the kind of guy that would have tried to have take more action. I think I think it would have very much just been, like, the same kind of... It wouldn't have been, like... Like, if... Because no one would have left. We would, none of us would have had a reason to leave. Mm. The only time that it would have been... The only time that one of us would have left is if, it, if, if like, a snowstorm had hit like that, and I was literally going down to go check on Katie. Yeah. But the, the house we lived in where I would have went walking, we were seven doors down. Right. Like, it would have taken me, you know, there's no point in there that it would have been, like, if something would have spooked me, it would have either been run back or get the rest of the way there. Yeah. There's nothing that would have been, like, you know, there wasn't really a spot to, like, lose me in that. Right. But there was, yeah, there wouldn't have been, I don't think any of us would have left. So there wouldn't, if one of us had left and been taken, I think that's when, of, when the action stuff would have started. Right. But I don't think, like, the only other thing is, like, I think, um, the only other, like, way that we've been caught outside is getting firewood for the fire. Right. For me, my dad would have left. Yeah. Because my, my dad, my dad's a nurse. And in situations like that, whenever, Things like that have happened in the past. Yeah. My dad has always gotten involved with, Which like, the community. isn't really, like, the worst... That's not the worst trait that your dad has. No, it's definitely not. My, <laughs> all the things said about my dad in the past... Uh, I know I've talked a lot, bit about my dad in the past. But my dad was always big with helping others when right. he could. And as a nurse, you know, that, like, you that's, that would have been a useful, like... Right. Having someone else who is a nurse just show up and start, like... My, my dad would go out. around, make sure everybody was fine, make sure nothing has gone wrong with other people in the neighborhood, uh, seeing if anybody needed any help, uh, if anybody had anybody in the house that required medical attention of any way, shape, or form. Even if it was double-check on grandma, because... Right. Because there was one or two neighbors that we had at points... Where, like, there was a family member that, like, lived off of respiratory machines or, yeah. like, had constant dialysis or something of that nature Where he that my dad would go around and, like, check on those home. people every now and again. It's a solid move. Yeah. And, like, there was one point, like, when we were, when I was a kid, uh, we had an evacuation in the town that I was living in, in Marysville, California, um, because the levee broke. And the, the town started getting flooded. So we uh, had to evacuate to Nevada, hmm. um, where there was like this sh- like school shelter that we were staying in, and my both my parents because at the ten- same t- uh, at that time my mom was also a a nurse's assistant, hmm. and so my parents basically like volunteered to help with medical aid and stuff like that, helping people. Uh, get, like, medicines and stuff like that that right. they needed. So me and my brothers basically more or less fended for ourselves uh, during that time period because our parents were just busy right. volunteering and helping out. But, yeah, that's just always kind of been a thing my parents have always done, like, especially my dad. Uh, my dad's very been very gung-ho with that in the past. So, like, I imagine that if something like this happened to us, especially most of the places we lived, we didn't have fireplaces. Right. There's a... Uh... So, uh, I mean, the place in Indiana had them, but they were capped off. Mm-hmm. And then, place out in Wildwood, not the place in Church. 
did... Did it? No. I th- thought it did. I, th- I think it might have also been capped off. It might have been capped off. And then the house on Columbia Avenue did not. Right. The one that they had in Columbia, the town, did. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the big things my mom was excited about. Right. But yeah, like, we we, we never really lived in houses. We've yeah. always lived in uh, apartments, trailers, uh, duplexes, whatever, throughout my growing up. So we, we never had a fireplace. I... I've lived with friends in the past that did. Right. But we, we've we never had them. We also, growing up, we always had, um, in Indiana, we had kerosene heaters. Mm-hmm. Ever had one of those? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. We we had one when we were living in Birchville. Yeah. Like, it's like just like this big cylinder thing. Mm-hmm. You fill it up with kerosene and you light it, and it just, like, will make things... It will make any... Like, it's just whatever space you put it in will make that space warm. Yeah. It, it heats it up good. Nice. For sure. But yeah, like, we... Uh, so, like, we we would have struggled in that situation yeah. with the heat, or with the, the cold. I mean, luckily, a lot of the places that we lived in, we wouldn't have struggled that hard. Like, when we were living in Maryland uh, with me, my mom, and my stepdad, and us, uh, rotating cast of children that would stay and then not stay. Because um, <laughs> that's the other thing is... Like, after I was eight, we were never mostly living in the same house anymore. Right. Like, I, there was one time, one point when we moved to Maryland, uh, I'd say altogether after I was eight, we probably lived together for three years, but that's not straight because I moved back and forth between California and Maryland a lot during that time. And then Jake moved out when he was 16. And then Bruce was kind of in and out after he turned about 15. So, like, and, like, yeah, he started living with friends and stuff by that point. And pretty much completely moved out by the time he was about 17. Which I thought, well, initially I was saying it was weird, but then I realized that's what Josh did with me. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. He just um, lived with me forever. Right. But, yeah, and then, yeah, he just, he moved out completely by the age of 17 um, because both my brothers also dropped out of high school. Later, would go and get their GEDs, which is, I, I we always kind of joke about, because, like, we got our degrees technically in order, because Jake got his GED first, and Bruce got his, like, right before I graduated high school, and then I graduated high school. Like, yeah, yeah it was kind of weird, because... We went in order with high school, but... Right. Then they bypassed me on the college. <laughs> yeah, they, they came around you on the college. I mean, I... Caleb was fully, like, laughed me at this point. <laughs> right. Some of his masters. I mean, technically, I bypassed them also with the college. Right. Um, because I got my associates, and then my brother Bruce went back to school to get his... Relatively recently, like, right? It was about a year or two ago. So he's, like, yeah. finishing up, or... Oh, he, fi- like, I mean, he finished about a year or two ago. Oh, he finished um, about a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. so, like, he, he went back about three years ago. Oh, yeah. But, like, he went to a technical school. Right. Uh, and got his, like, his technical license in auto body. Right. And then got the job doing the roofing and is, like, working, doing uh, uh, installments for uh, solar panels and houses. Um, Yeah. But it's, 
yeah, like we we were constantly changing the cast of characters that were in the house all the time. So like if it was going to be like my core family at a point, it would have been when we were when I was like at most seven or eight. Right. And then like I was saying, like, we were living in apartments at the time. So like if the power went out there, it would have been fine. Right. For the most part, because we were in California. Right. Like, we were in Northern California, so it could get cold. Yeah. It gets cold. But, like, you're not worrying about freezing blizzards. blizzards. Like, you're not worrying about snow. It's, like, it's, like, like pretty cold all year long. Right. Like, was There was one point when we were living in, outside of St. Louis, when we were living in the house in Burksville, that there was a winter that hit that blew out our power in Burksville. And we had to leave the house because it was so cold. I was living with somebody in town. Was I living with you guys? Or you might, I, you might, you? I was you might have stayed with, me, stayed with me for a couple of days. It might have been a couple of days. I, I think I was, like, couch surfing for a for, little bit. Uh, well, because, yeah, maybe. Maybe, I would say, maybe you came and stayed with me for a couple of days at a time. And mm. maybe you were rotating. Yeah. But I feel like that that doesn't sound right because I feel like if you would have asked, it would have been like, yeah, by all means, stay until right. power's back. Well, I, I think at that time though, Josh was also still living with you guys, and like, That's true. there was just a lot was. that was kind of like going on with your family. Was uh, David there too? I don't think David was okay. at that time, but uh, or if he was, it was during that time period where he was supposed to be, and then just disappeared for a while. All uh, right, but like, yeah, and then I was probably also staying with Sage for a while. But yeah, like we we could not stay in that house. It was just too cold. Right, no, yeah. Like all of our lines frozen. The water was frozen. Like we we had no heat. We had no stove. We like because we changed our stove to be electric. It used to be a right. gas, but we didn't have the money to keep paying for the propane. <clears throat> right, because it was like one of those like you had to go out and get it like refilled every yeah. couple months and shit. Because it was a fairly small propane tank mm-hmm. that like gassed our house. Um, to the point where, like, the hot water, we couldn't keep paying to have hot water. So there was a while after we got an electric stove, we would heat water on our stove and then put it in the bathtub and, uh, use that for our bath water. But, like, living in California, that kind of blizzard wouldn't really happen. Like, it... It would have been Maryland and it would have been... It did in St. Louis. Yeah, it did in Maryland. But, like... That, I mean, th- this blizzard seemed fairly supernatural in nature. It's true. So, like, we occasionally could get snow in Northern California. It was incredibly rare. And if, like, if anything, it was like we got hail, mm-hmm. but we never really got a whole lot of well, snow. Not- or, like, it would kind of, like, come down and then it would just be gone before you really saw it hit the ground. As opposed to, like, just kind of only being in the Midwest. Like, it's weird to me now... That, like, it's weird to me now that the last few years, especially being back, like, in a colder climate, mm-hmm. like, St. Louis isn't that cold of a climate. Like, it could be, but it, it usually wasn't. Yeah. I grew up with, it snowed around Halloween, and there was a foot of snow on the ground until March. Right. Like, it, there was just, there, it would either continue to snow more, but it never went away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never saw, you weren't going to see any grass between October and March. Right. And then it be- then it became like I remember the first, you know what I mean, like I remember year like every year like the first time it was like warm enough and it would like rain instead of snow and you would be like out in it cuz it was nice and warm. 
and you'd be like watching all of the snow get washed away mm-hmm. and it was like super pretty and it like was like th- that was the sign that it was springtime and it was going to be nice again and everybody got excited right that first time you could walk out with the t-shirt on right yeah <clears throat> yeah like yeah but yeah the last little remnants of snow were all being like washed away and all of the salt was going and all that kind of stuff so uh, let's okay if it was now yeah Krampus showed up how do you think you would defend yourself I was saying, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna laugh. I was like, "There's no blizzard that will like put the city of Chicago out of commission." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's magical. It's true, but it's a uh, magical blizzard. I don't know. It's a fucking. I have a bat. <laughs> I okay. I will say this one: if it happens like this Christmas season, mm-hmm. there's fucking no way in hell that I would be able to just like buckle down and stay in my apartment. Yeah. I think I could keep it warm enough. Yeah. I have no food at any point in my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's never... Yeah. There, there would just... There's never anything to eat in my fridge. Like... Same. Like... I mean, best case scenario, I have, like, a couple of frozen pizzas in there. Right. But then, like... Like... I mean, I guess you would still presumably have gas. Yeah. Like, so maybe you could, like, heat them in an oven. Right. I have a gas oven. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I would still be able to heat stuff in my stove, but, like, I don't got... I got, like, some corn dogs. <laughs> like, I've got right, some like, corn dogs. But I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm saying best case scenario, right. like, I usually don't have, like, a ton of food in my apartment. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I could probably... I mean, if I was really, really pushing it, I'm sure there's, like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, some pasta and some rice and... I... I, I don't know, like, I feel like knowing the city, even though the power goes out, like, in the city, I'm sure you can still get DoorDash in the city. <laughs> or, or, like, just, or be able to, I mean... <laughs> like, I'm sure Jewel Hosko will still stay open. Exactly. Like, 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 it's like, supernatural, supernatural blizzard, fuck that. Like, right. Jewel Hosko will stay open for you. <laughs> we're in the city of Chicago, like, fucking nothing. The CTA will still be running. Right. Even though, like, the first year we were here, we did have the CTA freeze over, and a bunch of trains got stopped. Yes. But. For, like, hours. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, like, we were talking, like, the CTA wasn't down for days. That's it was fair. down for a couple of hours. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Even though the CTA constantly breaks down when there's no bad weather. Yes. But, yeah, but I'm saying, like, as it, a system... It, it, as a system, it, it keeps keep, going. It keeps going. It does keep going. So, I, like... <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Like, especially, like, the red line and stuff like that will find a way. Like, even if there's no power, somehow so the CTA will away. find a way. I mean, that's the other thing, is that, like, most places in the city have backup dre- generators. Right, so, like, it's it's it, it would be virtually impossible to shut down the city. Like, <coughs> magical sense, like, if it's a magical thing... Um, but if it's a magical thing that knocks like, out the power lines, yeah. then it would be like, alright, well, yeah, you'd probably just go stay in, like, they'd probably set up shelters. Like, I think worst case scenario, you'd probably have to go down to, like, like the Harold Washington Library. Right, right. And, like, sleep in there with right. a bunch of backup generators, and then they would, like, feed you for a couple of... Or, you know, we like, give you access to food. Right. Yeah, like, because, like, that's the other thing, is, like, this kind of story works really well for suburbs. 
because in suburbs, you're a little bit more disconnected from your neighborhood. Um, I also realized that, just just now realized that the map that he pulls out mm-hmm. looks an awful lot like the Silent Hill 2 map. Yeah? It looks a lot like it. It does kind of, yeah. Like, there's, like, a lake on the top. Right. And there's, like, it's all kind of like a grid, and there's a few, like, cross streets. I, th- I, I wonder if we looked into that lake. It might, it might just be, like, a subtle nod to it. Maybe. This kind of event works really well for suburbs. Like, yeah. an area where people have lost hope, and kid makes a shitty wish, and gets attacked. Like, if this... <laughs> I just, like, you know, when you're out in the suburbs, and you've lost all hope on your life. <laughs> like, you know, that thing that happens when you right. go to the suburbs. <laughs> right. But, like, in the city, like, cities are corrupt and shit. But... Like, th- there is just so many but if things... if we didn't have like, hope, we wouldn't live here. Right. Like, like th- And, like, there's just so many things that would help people in the community. Like, places for people to go. Like, if you're in right. the suburbs, your power goes out, most people buckle down, stay at home, deal with it. But, like, in the city, like this, if power went out on a really cold night, people would be trying to find a place to go and it's have like, shelter. It's like, do you remember... Oh, my God. That was, like, the worst fucking... I thought it was, like, the worst thing I woke up to was when I was living in this apartment. Mm. And our heat went out in the middle of the night. Yeah. So it was, like, nice and warm and toasty when I got home, and then I passed out. When I woke up, it was, like, negative. Like, it was so bad. You were at Amy's. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I just... I, I don't see this kind of thing happening in this city. Right. Like, it was just... It, it wouldn't play out that way. And plus, he would just be so busy that, like, right. trying to take you out even, systematically like, everybody in the city, like, it probably would never even get to us. Like, he would probably get through, like, a neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Like, depends on what neighborhood he goes to, too. Right. Like, how long it would take him to deal with that. Uh, I just recommend don't start in the south side. Like, right. that's going to take you a really long time, because you're going to deal with a lot more people with guns than there were in this movie. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I just I, I, I just don't see that playing out this way. Like, we, we both live in fairly residential areas. Yeah, we do. So, like, our, our areas might get attacked more so than, like, a downtown area. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a more, a much higher concentration of a, I think a more frustrated group. Yeah, like as far as like the kid making the wish in the first place. Yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing is like areas with a lot of families. Because like there's a few families by me. Um, oh, you're talking about like in this neighborhood. Yeah, in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. there's there's quite a few families in my neighborhood. There's a ton of families up near me. Yeah, lots of young families near me. Yeah, but like I would imagine that. In the Chicagoland area, our greater Chicago area, this kind of thing would probably happen more in, like, your Evanston's or your Skokie's or, like, areas, like, right outside of Chicago. I would even say probably further out than that. Yeah. Like, probably, like, Schaumburg, Joliet, places like that. But, yeah, like, I don't think I would be super prepared when Krampus came. I think I would be in a snow globe right now, honestly. (laughs) You'd be be in a St. Elsewhere right now? Yeah, I'd be in a St. Elsewhere right now. Um, That is a reference that, like, we are too young to understand. Right. I I know it because of my stupid 
brain I of like, like pop culture knowledge stuff. Yeah, and I like, and I know it up because I've just like read a bunch of lists and like yeah things that are just like talking about dumb endings to good TV shows. Right. Same elsewhere is on most people's number one. Yeah, or like, at least top five. It's it's yeah. It's the hospital drama that ends with it all being like a fantasy of an autistic kid staring into a snow globe. Yep. It's also been referenced a lot. It, it has also been referenced a lot. Especially it doesn't help that the, the, the father of the child was the guy that played uh, Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. Anything else for this? No. I think we're pretty much done with this. So no, next episode that we're going to be doing... We're going to do our first revisit. It's been like two and a half years of us doing this show. Yeah. A little over two years. Not two and a half quite yet. Not yet. But, but it's, it's, we, we're on our third season. But yeah, we're, we're doing uh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, we're going to do some Star Wars. Uh, we've got a returning... My buddy Joe. He was in, in for the Star Star Trek episode. Yeah. So Joe's going to be coming back for this next Star Wars episode. You know, the Star Trek episode. The really loud one that was 90% <laughs> of laughing. Yeah. And uh, we, we might be talking about the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah. I don't... I don't know yet. I mean, it's a Christmas episode. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is one of those things. Yeah. It's not like picked because Chris because Star Wars is coming out on Friday. Right. But it's it's Christmas. <laughs> Either way. Um, so go see the Last Jedi four times, like we know you're going to. Right. And then listen to the episode. Right. Uh, we'll probably probably try to remain spoil free as possible. Um, but I'm sure we'll probably want to talk I say, a bit we, about it. We might, but I'm sure Joe won't. <laughs> Fair. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so probably might want to listen to Last Jedi before uh, listening or to our next episode. Watch it. Or watch Last Jedi before listening to our next episode. I think it was pretty good. I'm interested in it. I mean, I'm, in, I'm, I'm into it. I enjoyed Force Awakens. So did I. Um, I thought it was fun. I want to thank Rick Whalen for our awesome intro. And a- Amy Isaac for our great cover art. And until next time, I'm Keith Badger. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and we'll see you in another world if Ethan hasn't died by then. You know, you'll see me in another world if I have died. <laughs> you'll see me in the other world. Right. <laughs>